Mrs. Audio Galleries. Conversations. Connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Audio Galleries, a Rug Radio production brought to you in partnership with Bueno. I am Benjamin White at the NFT 101. I am your host. Um, I've got a few bits I need to cover very quickly. Firstly, little disclaimer, just to get the boring stuff out of the way, uh, but just with all of these sort of shows... Nothing we talk about here should be interpreted or is intended to be considered as financial advice. And you must always do your own research on all things like this if you intend to spend any money and, yeah, all of that. So there you go. Done it. That's out of the way. I am so pleased to finally be launching this show. I cannot tell you how pleased I am. Uh, Several weeks of planning and building a wonderful community of art collectors and enthusiasts. You've all been wonderful. Um, Audio Galleries is intended to be an educational, art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. We'll always be hosting these shows Sundays, 8 p.m. GMT, which is where I am, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. I think it's 9 in the evening in Central Europe. If anyone else wants me to do any other time zones, please let me know. And each show features an artist, either emerging or firmly established, who is focused on creating incredible work and making it available via the blockchain. I interview these guests each, each week, giving the audience an opportunity to learn more about their style, their inspiration, their culture, process, previous works, future plans, all of that kind of stuff. And then during the show, as you all know, we will launch an open edition mint with artwork provided by our guest um, and available to purchase for somewhere between $15 and $75. Um, The only way people can purchase one of these NFTs is by holding the audio galleries mint pass Um, and if you go to audio galleries on twitter at audio galleries you can find the direct link to that or if you go to the audio galleries discord you can also again find the direct link it will run for 24 hours so there'll be a minting period for 24 hours uh, and the you the community will define the final supply 70 percent of the revenue generated after tax goes directly to the artist which is fantastic 10% 10% comes to me, covers my costs and my time, etc. And 20% goes to the Audio Galleries Vault, which was created this weekend. And that vault is intended to collect work, support artists, do really, really exciting things in the Web3 space. Yes, with great artists. That's the intention. But if you would like more information, please follow Audio Galleries on Twitter, follow the link to Discord. The show is sponsored by Bueno. And Bueno is a Pablo Stanley run business, uh, Web3 project also. Bueno is a codeless platform for creators to generate and launch smart contracts. And they are about to also launch an ERC 1155 edition product, 
which is great. It will allow creators to and artists to mint open edition NFTs. And for more, you can find them on Twitter using Bueno NFT. Whew, right. I feel like I've been saying all of that for weeks now. And it's funny because in my head, it's such an easy concept to grasp all of this. But actually, I appreciate there are so many moving points. What's really, really important about this whole thing is that the stage we set is for amazing artists to come and connect with an audience. That's the focus. That's the plan. And so without further ado, why don't we meet our first artist? Psychrome is the personal brand of Ian Ball, uh, an artist and designer based in Bristol, UK, which weirdly is about 30 minutes up the road from where I live. His work is colourful, it's fun, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's inspired by cartoons that he grew up watching in the 80s, hip-hop music, World Cup sticker albums. He's best known for his work with SneakerCon, where he's collaborated on events, artwork, clothing, toys. And if you find his work amazing, I love this line from his website, it's because it is. (laughs) Psychrome, Ian, welcome. Hello, hello mate, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. it's an honor to be your first guest. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing today? You good? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on putting the show together. Oh, I really appreciate it. It's been um it's been a really really fun experience and uh I as I said, like one of my favorite things about it has been this new community now that like rallies around the show and is also recommending artists to come on. I have to say without a doubt, you were like my first pick and um and i didn't really (laughs) but i didn't really know a great deal about your work Uh, i i recognized it but i didn't know a great deal about it until i kind of i came into the web3 space and obviously i uh for a period of time was a creeps holder and uh, i know those guys go absolutely wild for your work and obviously you're the artist behind that collection so um i've kind of discovered you through that and then done a bit more digging and I'm really really excited about this show uh, I know you and I have spoken a little bit in advance already and I think the audience are really going to enjoy listening to your story but also uh, minting your beautiful piece of work that you've provided for the show which is absolutely incredible and we'll also talk then about the other three bits of work that you've created for the show but we'll get into that in a bit why don't we start with like a a quick introduction from you. Why don't you tell us like who you are and what you do? Yeah, so yeah, my name is Ian. Um, yeah, I go by the name of like Psychrome online and stuff. Um, I'm like an artist and designer from Bristol in the UK. Yeah, I make like cartoony style art um, and animation. I do a bit of 3D. Uh, most of my work is um, it's like vector. Because, like, yeah, I do a lot of work with SneakerCon and they need, like, the super large graphics. So I do, like, a ton of vector art. Um, and, yeah, just, like, uh, I just always liked being kind of creative and making stuff, really. So and, and so, that's kind of what I tried to focus on doing. And so, like, how are you trained, um, if you don't mind me asking? Like, are you, are you a, uh, like, a, a, like, did you do it through school and college and things like that? Or are you kind of self-taught, like... How did you become an artist? Yeah, I'm not trained. <laughs> yeah, I kind of um, just everything I've done, I kind of just learned from like the internet. Because, yeah, like I've said, I said a few times before in other spaces that when I was in school, I didn't actually get a very good grade in art. And uh, I kind of didn't pursue it when I left school. Um, but then I just kind of like 
you know, just carried on doing stuff in my spare time. It was like a hobby. Yeah, everything that, like, you know, when the internet came around, I kind of just, like, you know, I saw people making 3D and stuff, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. Like, I'd like, like to learn how to do that. And I just, like, yeah, taught myself different things over the years, 3D animation, doing the vectors and stuff like that. And, yeah, I do kind of a bit of it as work. Like, you know, people pay me, and I do a bit of it like as a hobby as well just for my own personal like enjoyment amazing and like i mean obviously you've just said you're from bristol right and bristol is arguably and i i said this the other day and i was like actually there's not much argument in it like it's one of the biggest art scenes or it has the most like art going on i guess in the uk it's it's a really really vibrant artistic city um tell us a bit about like the art scene in bristol and, and how it inspires you yeah, so yeah, it's got like a big art scene and a big music scene as well in Bristol. Um, but yeah, like there's a couple of things. So I live in a an area of Bristol called Bedminster. And like there's these guys who run this event called Upfest, which is Urban Paint Festival. So like once a year, they get like artists from all over the world to come and like paint buildings. So they have this like little kind of festival over a weekend and they get people in they just you know they get like the little cherry pickers and actually we live opposite one we live opposite this like climbing center which has got like a massive kind of um you know blank wall so every year somebody comes with a cherry picker and goes up and down and just paints like an awesome mural on this wall like opposite our house but there's tons of them like i was out last night and i just walking around some streets i don't normally walk around and I just saw tons of other art. So you've got that going on literally like outside my house. Amazing. Um, but there's like other areas. So there's like um, an area called Stokes Croft and there's an organ- organization called the People's Republic of Stokes Croft where they kind of do a similar thing where they like claim buildings and then like put artwork on them. So yeah, there's tons of like inspiration when you go out in the street. There's tons of like you know, artwork and characters and stuff to look at, cool colorways. It's always like inspirational kind of walking around. Um, so, yeah, there's just like all that kind of stuff going on, really. Um, Exciting. And, and, and so, like, tell me maybe then a little bit more about what does inspire you. Like, who are your favorite artists and uh, what, you know, what work do you appreciate? Like, what, what do you go out of your way to, to look at and see and what gets you really excited when it comes to art? Yeah, well, I really love, like, the cartoony style artwork. I love any artwork kind of like mine with, like, you know, um, an outline and then, like, a, you know, colourful fills. I wouldn't say I'm, like, massively into, like, other artists because I kind of think, like, sometimes if I like follow too many other artists like get easily influenced by them so I want to try and kind of stay away and just like stick to my own path but um I would say like the like my favorite artists are the ones who like made the cartoons I loved when I was a kid like I loved cartoons I loved comic books I loved like you know garbage pail kids trading cards so all those artists that like worked on that stuff, like they would be my like favorite artists because they're the ones who've really like gave me that inspiration early on. Plus some of the graffiti artists, because I grew up in this place called Nelsie 
and I distinctly remember like my parents driving past like a subway and the subway just had like the sickest artwork on it and I was just like instantly drawn to that kind of stuff you know stuff with bright colors the line work things like that I just that's the kind of thing I like really so nice and so and a lot a lot of your stuff is like character based right so you you create little like characters and then narratives around them obviously like we have that with uh, the artwork for overlord and creeps but you you've done that much more broadly right across like a whole spectrum of of collections and things that you've produced in your time like where do you get the ideas from behind these characters yeah so i yeah i'm much more like into drawing characters than i would be like drawing landscapes or anything like that so um yeah, I don't know, like when I when I just like sit down and start drawing, I just start like drawing faces and then I kind of just make heads and then like sometimes I'll like just make the whole body and and then I'll do like the same character in like a different pose and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I kind of just got loads of different inspiration for characters, really. So, um, yeah, recently I've been drawing like those bad apples because like when I was at school, they like they tried to get me to draw an apple but you had to like you know draw it and shade it as if it was a photograph and I was never any good at that kind of thing but I I could draw like a weird cartoon apple but that that was not what you needed to do to get the grade like you know so yeah I kind of like didn't get a very good grade in art and like just recently I've been like thinking about it and that's why I kind of started drawing those bad apples because I thought the real like like beauty of of something is doing something unique so if i just draw the apple the same as everybody else it's like a bit boring really i want to do something different i want to do like something that's not been done before so yeah that's that's the story behind those kind of characters that i've been drawing and you you often like i see within your work like real references to street and skate culture like sometimes in the clothing that's being worn or in the like you know the 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 things that are being said like where does that come from then within your work is that I mean we'll move on to sneaker con in a moment I suppose I'd really like to understand that um that collaboration a little bit more of you and them but like is where (laughs) is it your intention always to kind of try and draw in like street and skate culture into your work um I'm not sure really if it's this, if it's a, like a conscious decision, but um, yeah, through doing like work with SneakerCon, I've obviously like had to study kind of sneaker culture and hype beast culture, and you know you do get some cool like people at SneakerCon, some interesting characters who wear interesting clothing, um, and there's all, there's all kind of like I love vintage clothes as well, like all the old kind of shell suits and um, you know track suits and stuff like that. The, the kind of cool patterns you get the colorways and I just think it's like interesting to kind of draw that kind of stuff just to give you know just to give the characters a bit more um like interest really yeah and and so well tell us then that I mean that segues really nicely into like your sneaker con work I'm I'm fascinated by this as a as a, a gig like how did you end up working with sneaker con and 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 tell us a bit more about that connection yeah, so, like, when I first started, I kind of got into doing, like, 3D. And then after doing, like, after building some, like, 3D characters, I decided it would be cool to try and animate them. So I kind of learned how to, like, rig and animate the characters. 
And then I used to just like make robots and then make them walk. And then after doing like, I don't know, 10 walking robots, I was like, oh, that's good that you can do this. But like, what's the point of it? Like, what are you doing? Where are you going? So I kind of thought like the best thing to do is try and make uh, like an actual animation, you know, with a start, you know, and, and an end and stuff, you know, is happening in it rather than it's just a character walking. And uh, I did a couple of these and I did like I entered like the East Things competition on E4 and um like I ended up getting like my animation on TV. I won some money. Um, and I knew this guy who was like uh, working for Cartoon Network who also entered the competition and he didn't get anywhere. So it was kind of like it also gave me a bit of confidence that I was actually like half decent at doing it. So I just like, yeah, used to carry like I carried on doing this stuff, making animations, putting it online. But doing 3D stuff was like taking me too long. So I started to kind of regress back into doing 2D stuff. But anyway, everything that I did, I would just like put it online and I'd put it on my website and stuff. And then one of the guys from SneakerCon, his like missus was um, into animation and she'd like she was running like a like an animation blog or something. And she'd come across my work somewhere. Um, so when they were looking for somebody to do like their flyer designs and stuff, she suggested that, that they give me a shout. So, yeah, it was like. It's like over 10 years ago now, I just got a, an email one day, it's like a random email from one of the guys at SneakerCon saying, you know, we run SneakerCon, it's a buy, sell and trade event for people who are into like sneakers. We're, we like your artwork. We're looking to get like flyers done. Do you want to do it? And I said, yeah. And I kind of just did the first flyer design, which I think was for like an event in Atlanta. And then they just like they just kept doing events so they kept like saying you know do you want to do the artwork for this event and back then it was just like literally just like flyer designs so they would we would do a design and they'd literally like print it on a flyer but then as they've grown it got into like doing t-shirts it got into doing socks and obviously now they're a lot bigger they print like these massive banners they print balloons which hang from the ceiling so it's been a great opportunity to kind of like put artwork on all, all those different things um so yeah it came about through like me just doing work and putting it online um and then yeah we just liked the working relationship so we've just carried it on for like until now really amazing and and so what kind of i mean you've gone into some of the products and things you've done there but what what have been the most exciting activations then that you've done working with SneakerCon? yeah so we got to do a couple of toys we did um like a toy for like Jeff Staple, did a toy for um Sean Weatherspoon. Um done, oh, wow. some, done some stuff in China, which has been really good. And then doing stuff in China also led to like other work. So um Yeah. It's really interesting you see you speak about like Jeff Staple and um and Sean Weatherspoon because they're I mean they are literally they are lauded in the sneaker world. Like and um and and they're both people whom I've seen kind of like dipping their toe into the Web3 space. So, I mean, that's really interesting there that, that you know, I guess that's an amazing company to be keeping in. Like you must yeah, be yeah. you must be really proud of the way that that's going. Yeah, it's been cool. And yeah, like I said, it's led to like other opportunities. So like one of the guys in China like knows what I what I can do, what I'm good at. And he's like got me work for 
you know, other brands out there. So like there's a brand, there's a thing called Tmall, which is pretty much like the Chinese Amazon. Mm-hmm. I've done stuff with them. Um, I did like a job last Christmas for Hennessy where I got to like design this like 3D Christmas tree character and they actually like made it into like a full size model and had it in like several shops. So that was cool. Um, so yeah, they the guys at SneakerCon, basically they gave me like a really good opportunity and they gave me like years and years of like practice so I could get better. So I just kept, because I kept doing the flyers, like, you know, every, you know, every week, basically, I've been I've been working on it, like, for 10 years. So I just kind of had so much practice at getting, like, better at it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they we've kind of done, like, tons and dif- tons of different characters and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, SneakerCon are awesome, like, nothing but love for those guys. And that that's really interesting, then, to go into that, because you say, like, character making and all of that kind of stuff so why don't we then talk about your your movement into and the kind of the, the touch that you've had on web3 to date you were telling me the other day about your first nft you ever minted like i love that story i'd really love you to tell it again <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i've obviously like not heard anything like about nfts and you know selling digital art you know i just used to like make art and just put it on instagram or whatever but then yeah like i got an email from the guys at maker's place and they said oh we're putting this website together and um we're basically selling like digital art you know you can go on you can set your prices in ethereum and you know, sell your art and i was like what the fuck does this mean like (laughs) and when was this Oh, it's a few years ago now. Um, I don't know. Yeah, probably like four years ago, maybe. Okay. Okay. Then, so 2018, yeah. 19. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, what are these guys on about? I've got no idea. But I thought, well, I've got, you know, I've got artwork. So I may as well just like go on and upload a few things, like create a profile, which I did. And then I put a couple of like things on there. I had no idea like what the pricing was. So I just set it as like whatever. And I didn't think anything of it at all. I just kind of thought, like, I just don't know what this is. I don't understand it. So I kind of just left it. And then, um, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe a year later, I just got an email to say, like, I'd sold a piece. And I had, like, I sold it for, like, 0.22 ETH. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I've got absolutely no idea. So I kind of figured, well, I just don't know what this stuff is. Like, I've... I've not like um, purposely gone out of my way to do anything with it. I invested any money in it. So I just thought I'll just hold the, like I'll get a wallet, I'll get the Ethereum, I'll see what happens. And it was worth about $400. And then over the course of like a few months, it kind of um, went from like $400 to like $1,000. And then it just like went right back down to 400 again. Yeah. <laughs> the hell is this like weird like you know varying kind of currency um so yeah i didn't really like know too much about it but i thought oh this is something like i've got to try and invest more time in because it's obviously like interesting and with what's going on mm-hmm. um but then like yeah around about the, that time like uh, the guys from creeps got in touch with me and they said we're putting together this project do you want to do the art and um, funnily enough, like, 
because I used to do like a website designer's job, I kind of do know a bit about code. And I, I previously done stuff in Flash where I, I made character generators. So there's something on my YouTube called uh, the Pimpatron because oh. in 2011, I like made this um, random character generator and the characters I was generating was pimps. So I did like different hats and different kind of feathers in their hats and different kind of glasses. Well, like a generative art thing in 2011. Yeah, a generative art thing. Yeah, in 2011. And the purpose was because I knew a bit about Flash and I found I discovered this thing that when you do stuff in Flash, you can actually like put this code into it and put a button on it and then save whatever you're doing like on the screen as an image with a transparent background so i thought oh this is so sick and that's what gave me the idea to do the characters because i i thought if i put a bit of work into like a system i can create more than one character easily and then i can put the characters together into one piece of art which feeds perfectly into pfp creation yeah, so like, yeah, when Creeps came to me, I was like, yeah, I've, I've kind of done this thing before. So it wasn't like, uh, it didn't like, you know, worry me or anything like that. Because, yeah, I did it with pimps. I did it like a little, I watched like Kick-Ass once. I thought, oh, these vigilante superheroes are pretty sick. So I kind of did a system to generate vigilante superheroes. Um, and then I did a system to generate space marines. Wow. Um, and I did one with like I did a 3D one as well with with like minion characters because there was like some things you could put into Flash called a Way 3D where you could actually load 3D models into Flash and then do all the same controls because like Flash just gives you the ability to like program stuff so you can put buttons in and you can tell it what to do with the buttons when you click them and it just gives you loads of like possibilities and actually the NFT that you know we're minting is is made in Flash so I because I've I used to do stuff as well where I like I would put symbols into it and then with the symbols you can tell it to like reproduce them across the canvas and you can like give them like random rotations random sizes and you can you can give it like a color palette and then every time a a new symbol appears it just picks up random colors from the color palette and another cool thing you can do with it is hook up the color palette the color um thing to a uh, an api so there's a there's a website called color lovers where people go on and they create like their favorite color palettes and all that information for all the people who have gone on there is available in like xml format and that means that you can just call upon it you can just load it up so you can randomly call a color palette from this website and you'll get five random colors so i thought oh that's sick so i can randomly spray these like symbols across the canvas and then i can give them these colors too and then yeah one day i thought oh it's pretty cool that you can do this thing with like just spraying symbols but wouldn't it be cooler if you could do it with animations and then i was like i wonder if you could and then yeah i kind of just set about trying to like put an animation into it and that's what i did with this sneaker i love this by the way so uh, just a very very quick announcement sorry as uh, uh, ian i'm just going to cut you off a moment and say uh one moment i'm going to say artist edition is live the mint is now open everybody so uh i have just shared in the top of our um, spaces a, um, a link, 
and you can go through now to Manifold. And providing you were a part of the snapshot earlier, so you needed to have your wallet in, uh, sorry, your NFT, your Mint Pass in a wallet that you intended to mint with, you can now connect and you can mint one of these NFTs for every um, for every Mint Pass that you own. And it's called One Love Daydream by Cychrome. And so, Cychrome, t- just tell us a little bit then about this one, because, I mean, you were just talking about the creative process, which is fascinating. And I, I love the fact that you were building systems to, um, to to kind of generate PFPs and generate artwork. Like, it's incredible to have been doing that for as long as that, when only in the last few years has that then really kind of taken on a massive like life of its own. Give us then a little bit more than about this piece. Like, I love the fact, by the way, and just so you all know, Ian allowed me to choose the colours. So we've gone with the audio gallery's uh, colours. But just t- tell me a little bit then about kind of how, yeah, like what it means to you, how you've put it together. And, 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 um, and yeah, like, I interrupted you. Please continue. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I kind of thought like this would be sick if you could do it with animations. And obviously, I didn't know if I could or not, but obviously, you've got to give it a try. And then once I kind of did it and it worked, I was like, this is sick. Because then you can spray the animations and you can also like give them random starting frames. So you can see how long the animation is. You like, you can read it in. And then you can say, like, if the animation is like 40 frames long, you can say, give me a random number between one and 40. And then every time you've put a symbol down you can say start at this random number and that's why they all kick off at different times in different places with different colors like because they they've all got the same color palette but again every Mm -hmm. every time you load it you just so the colors are in like an array and every time you load one you just shuffle the array so every time a shoe appears it's got like completely different colors and yeah you can hook this up to this color website so like every time you run it you get like a a completely like unique color palette and what i was would do with this stuff is just like run it a few times until i found like color palettes that i liked then i'd make a note of the color palettes and then i just went back and i i like rendered the sequences out and then i could like put them together in like um you know video editing packages with music and I just, I just thought it was really sick. I, I'm not entirely sure why I chose to do a sneaker first. I guess I was just looking for like a, um, like a reasonably uh, simple kind of object to use to begin with. Sure. And obviously, like my work is like you know associated with sneaker culture anyway, and like yeah. the sneaker community has been great for me personally in terms of like the amount of work I've got from it. So, yeah, I kind of like thought like, yeah, it's cool to kind of do a, do a sneaker and see where it goes. And I just chose like the Air Max one because I like, oh, just one classic of my, yeah, <laughs> my favorite shoes. And um, yeah, because it's like the one I just called it one love. You know, I'm, I love like reggae music and stuff. So, yeah, I just kind of thought that's a cool name. Amazing. And, um, and yeah, so it's one of four, though, isn't it, in our collection, which is uh, very cool. And so um, we've got three other colors and. It's all right, and I'm just going to very quickly explain um, what what will happen. Everyone is you're all able to now mint uh, the daydream, which is the blue, kind of beautiful pink and purple and black version, uh, and that's everyone gets one for one with every mint pass that they own and hold. 
And then when that mint closes in 24 hours time, we will um, give it a 24 hour break. And on Tuesday evening, Tuesday, on Tuesday evening, we will um, we'll launch a burn mechanism. Now, I don't know yet what the kind of like detail of that burn mechanism is going to be, because it's actually going to be guided by how many of the initial one get minted. But my view is like, as, let's just say as an example, like you have to burn three to, and it will be free. There won't be an additional cost apart from gas, obviously, but you can burn three of them and you'll get another one. And there's another colorway, but we're going to limit the supply of that. And it will be on like a first come first serve basis. And the idea is that will actually count as a raffle ticket if you do that. And then when that finishes, when all of those have been purchased, because it will be all burnt for, sorry, um, we'll then run a raffle and someone will win the fourth color as a one of one. So it's an addition NFT essentially, but we will only allow one to be created and we will airdrop it to the person who we draw from the raffle. So Essentially, there's going to be a whole bunch of these beautiful daydream ones. And then there are two other colors that people will be able to burn for. And then finally, there is a final one of one that someone will win. I never know whether to call you Psychrome or Ian. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't mind. Ian, call me Ian. Uh, actually, like, because <laughs> I'm called Ian, my mum used to give me like other E related names. So she used to call me like Igor or Eli. And she, right. called, she called me like Eli once when my mates were around the house and my mates were like Eli what the heck and they just started calling me Eli so actually a lot of people call me Eli which is weird but right yeah. and um so you say like the sneaker is your first kind of character using this very very cool thing like you've obviously got plans I assume for the future with kind of sharing your art on the blockchain yeah, so this particular system, I just think it's like super powerful because, yeah, you can do these animations, which you can use to make like cool videos. And yeah, like the first three have got kind of normal ren like renders of it. But then the last one has got some like uh, different overlays in it because you when you would generate a symbol as well, you can tell it to like... Um, change the overlay and invert the overlay which is why the some of the other ones have got green and they've got other things going on in them because that also looks sick there's like there's one on my website where i did like the wu-tang logo but i just did it black and white and kind of inverted it and it just creates this like really weird mesmerizing like psychedelic like artwork and the basis for this stuff is vector. So that means like it, I can print it any size I want. I can like freeze the frame and make still. So like I sent you some artwork. You've got like the Rizzo print, which is just the freeze frame of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think this like the system itself is like super powerful. And I have done it like commercially a few times. I did do it with like Timo in China. And there was another uh, Chinese company called Xstep, like a sport, like a sportswear company. Mm hmm. And I did it with them as well. So I've I've used the generator like commercially a couple of times. But yeah, I just think like it's super, super powerful. And there's I like, agree. It, it just like it creates this this sick artwork which moves, but is also really useful as still. So like at, at one of the sneaker cons, the Timor guys, they just printed up like a whole piece of it on one wall. And that was sick. So um it's quite mesmerizing. That's what I would use the word I would use. Yeah, it's definitely mesmerizing. And like the like this is like a like a shoe kind of um like being deconstructed and reconstructed mm -hmm. 
but you could do like multiple shoes or multiple different symbols and like you could just mix it up with other stuff you could do characters and there's it's just like it's basically like an infinite system because like every time you do it as well you get like a completely different piece of artwork really and yeah the, the kind of more inputs you give it the weirder it gets yeah. So, yeah i'm kind of interested in like exploring it and like experimenting more with it um so yeah i kind of plan to do that really all um, right cool yeah so yeah it's cool and so uh I, i'm not going to put you on the spot too much but it's safe to say that as this develops uh the um the audience here who hold a Cychrome audio galleries content can definitely look to get updated on that and hopefully get involved. Yeah, I always like to kind of yeah try and re- reward people as well. So like I've done a couple of different projects. Like I've done um, like I did a some three D sneakers with Remix called the Rug Runners, and then I did some like I did like a puffer jacket as well, which I which I put some artwork like black and white artwork on, and then at Christmas like I just. I saw that like there was like 12 or 11 people that had kind of supported both projects. And um, I really wanted to like do something with those bad apples. So I kind of made 12 like PFPs and then I airdropped them to the some people at Christmas. So um, amazing. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just really like making art, you know, so I just want to keep like doing stuff like that. Keep having fun in space, like making stuff, you know, some stuff. Yeah. I'll sell some stuff. I'll kind of, do as giveaways and just yeah keep making stuff really keep it moving because i think that's an important thing as well to just keep your artwork fresh to keep going down different avenues and i quite often find that one project leads to another so like i just like decided uh, to just do a bunch of like black and white drawing and a lot of the characters i drew were these bad apples and then i, I just thought oh, i'll take one of these guys i'll vector it and i'll make it into a pfp project so and then I've done that and then I've used some of those characters and some like the colorways from it to to do another project which I'm doing with remix now which will be dropping like towards the end of the month. So yeah, it's just kind of like one project's one project leads to the next and then you just keep going, you keep like working and yeah, you just don't know where it's going to go really. Very very exciting is where I think it's going to go. Um it this is I I've loved listening to more about you and your process I, I have got um some very very uh quick fire questions that i think i'm going to start asking as many of uh, my guests that come on as possible so um with no preparation uh ian or mm-hmm. eli <laughs> what's your what's your favorite film um oh man there's so many good films um lord of the rings i love lord of the rings oh nice i did not expect you to say that okay favorite book oh man i suck at reading i i just like i i quite often joke with people that i can't actually read because i never really like sit down and read a book but um I really used to love like the kids are my kids are older now, but I really used to love like reading to the kids. So uh, I'll say like the Gruffalo. Oh, nice, nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> fictional character. I'd love to know your favourite fictional character from any genre. Uh, Tyler Durden. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fight Club. Yeah, I love that kind of like um, social divide kind of stuff. I've got like a lot of that going on in my work. So uh, yeah, I say Tyler Durden. 
Amazing. That's an awesome answer. I didn't expect that from you either. Um, what's your favourite brand? Uh, Cytochrome. Or, or, uh, or a sneaker con. No, but nice. seriously, I do like... I, between the T-shirts I make and the T-shirts I make for sneaker con, I don't really need to buy any other T-shirts. Like, I've got so many. So um, Love it. Yeah, sneaker con and Cychrome. I like the Godzilla one. godzilla Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, because I'm like Bristolian, I've got the t- you know the twang. I yeah. just kind of decided to do that Godzilla shirt one day just for a laugh. Yeah, and like my dad calls me Babs. He just like when I, I go right, Dad. He's like right, Babs. So uh, I just put that on as well, just like messing around, and uh, yeah, that's why that T-shirt's got right Babs on it. Love it. Um, what's your favourite place? Oh, I love Scotland. Really? Yeah, yeah. I got a bit of like Scottish and Welsh in me, and I just love like the landscape in Scotland. I just think it's epic. Nice. I was in Wales yesterday. I went for a hike. It was very nice. It was oh, in, nice. Brecon. in Brecon. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to do that, especially when you do so much like computer work. It's good to go out and get some totally. Yeah. Yesterday to have a day with some mates and just go and walk, and we went around a little waterfalls and then got a few beers afterwards. It was bliss just taking a little bit of time off absolutely also nice favorite food final one favorite cuisine oh pizza ah nice very (laughs) good very good so if anyone in the audience would like to come up and ask cychrome any questions or just generally talk about like audio galleries or cychrome's work like now would be a great time for you to just request to come up please keep it on topic and uh, be respectful hey make Hey, Mike, how you doing? Buddy? Ben, how you doing, brother? Psych, man. I'm Minted. good. Just want to say thank you. Great. Oh, awesome. And uh, awesome. just wanted to come up and pay your flowers, man. I've had a great time following you around during the week, waiting to see what's coming up next. So just came to support, tell you all thank you, and I'm here for you. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And thank you for minting. I know that uh, Ian and I were both kind of really excited by this whole thing. And, um, I think it's uh, it's fascinating now to see what happens there. We're really looking forward to launching the the burn mechanism piece. So I know people have got lots of questions on that. Like uh, the best thing to do is not to fret about it now. There's 24 hours of a mint, and then there'll be 24 hours where I kind of like help people understand what's going on, and there'll be announcements and there'll be tweets. No one will miss any of it. So um, yeah, it should be absolutely fine. But please, please don't don't just like come in with hundreds of questions when as i say i haven't yet decided but make thank you for coming up i appreciate that was there anything you wanted to ask cycrome or you you uh am i right to bring up someone else oh please do i just really wanted to come to say what up looks great super stoked to put it in one of our metaverse spaces to enjoy Um, oh yeah i know that so you so um in uh make uh has like digital galleries and um, and does metaverse stuff. So he was telling me beforehand that this collection is quite excited about the whole audio galleries thing because it gets to put up a really eclectic mix of work in a in a digital gallery. That's pretty cool, Mick. Thanks. And I would say since it's a video, you know, kind of playback or GIF kind of insight, but I'll probably go to Spatial uh, since that's a platform where we can actually appreciate it. So more than anything, looking to add some art in one of our homes. And thank you so kindly for the space and time, my friend. This is awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Paul. Hey, Paul. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? 
Oh, very well. Um, like, congratulations, man, just on um, bringing this to fruition and with it Thanks. Not. And um, Kill Peace for Cyclone, so I collected it, man. It's cracking, I really like it. Really awesome. And... So, sorry I sounded so surprised when Cyclone said Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can, I can hear. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. Thank that's you very cool. much. No, that's cool. I just wanted to ask Cyclone, um, is he heavily into digital art and NFTs himself? If so, what's he been minting recently? Who, who does he look up to, respect, and... Uh, if he is into it, um, would you like to collaborate with anybody or has he collaborated with, with anybody? I don't know his work too well. I just know Cold-Blooded Creeps, but apart from that, so just wanted to ask one. Great question. What do you think yeah. of that, Cycrim? Yeah, so, um, yeah, through doing Creeps, I've obviously, like, um, you know, had other people ask me to do stuff. And, um, yeah, some of those guys are a company in Canada called Remix. And they've got like a digital wearables platform. So I've been doing some stuff with them. Um, and then what they've been trying to do as well is also like get artists to collaborate with brands. So there's a a, um, a shoe company from Australia called Rolly. And I've put some artwork together for one of their shoes. It's called the Rolly Bolt. And that's going to be like... Um, yeah a kind of digital wearable that's going to come out on remix but hopefully if it goes well it might also move into like a real life shoe because these guys they think they can do something whereby they can print like um the artwork on a shoe uh so it's like completely unique so if you generate um something on remix which is like completely unique you could actually get it to own as a shoe and you you're the the person that's only got that one so yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, I also met a guy through Creeps who started doing uh, artwork in the style of like God hates NFTs, and he's got like um, a project called Docs Degens, and he asked me for like a one of one. So yeah, I kind of like because um, my like bad apple thing is like prisoner apples. I kind of did a prisoner transfer for him. So he's got like one of my prisoners, which he's going to like mint on his collection. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I kind of like doing stuff like that, you know, because I think it helps like get your art out there, get your art in front of different people and in different communities. So, um, so yeah, hopefully I can continue doing that kind of collaboration because it's just fun at the end of the day. It's a great question, Paul, by the way. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Cheers. Thank you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing the project develop and we'll see in the bonds, man. So congrats to both of you, man. Cheers. Thank you so much. That's really good. Cheers. Um, Everybody, surf. Hi, gentlemen. Can you hear me? All good. How are you doing? Good. Good. I appreciate both of you, the whole community. This is awesome. So, yeah, a question for both of you, kind of a tangent. I'm wondering what you both think and feel about this this uh, floodgate of artists and art just opening up with Web3 and all this that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Uh, Ian, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, Well, from my point of view, it's obviously just like an exciting opportunity to do like different stuff with your art because, yeah, traditionally you just like, um, you know, do stuff in real life and, you know, you could put your, you could, 
share your work online like on instagram and stuff but obviously now that you can actually like sell it and and you know verify owners and stuff i think it's quite interesting because as well like a couple of people have come to me and they're like oh you know we really love your work can you can you do this collection you know help us with this collection and i'm like do you love my work because what nfts do you own and it's like um well we haven't actually got any and it's like so i can see like if people genuinely do like my work or not so um so yeah it's kind of interesting from that point of view as well but yeah i just think it's like exciting opportunity and you know who knows where it's going to lead to so yeah it's interesting yeah to, to, to my to answer the same question i'm really very excited and i know there are there are really mixed views on the current like open edition meta and i think it's really important for me to say like these mints that we're doing are not open edition. They're very much closed edition. You have to own a mint pass. Um, and so it was an open edition thing that I did that initially created the mint passes, etc. But actually, the um, I'm calling these collections that we do through this series artist editions. They're not open editions. And so I am, but I'm very, very excited even still like with the open edition thing because I think it gives people the opportunity to make a connection with collectors, right? Regardless of, I know people are saying you need to be protective of like protective of your supply and making sure you don't flood the market with a token and all of this kind of stuff. Like I, I think it comes down to what you promise and then what you deliver. And so for me, this whole thing has been, you know, when I opened, when I launched the open edition, which then I allow people to burn to create the mint pass, you know, that was minted 20,000 times, which was nuts. But what it did is it, it allowed me to, you know, speak with a whole number of them. I've maybe got like 350 people in Twitter groups. I've got like a thousand people in discord, got lots of people who, engage with me as followers on Twitter. And that has been incredible. Like, you know, so for me, this is only a great opportunity to build your community and then think about how you're going to add value to it. And I think anyone who's worrying about the economics of it is either like already very, very, very well established and therefore kind of wants to take their time and be protective of something that they've already worked really hard to build or they're overthinking it. That would be my kind of like view on it. I love the fact that a whole bunch of people minted something that they didn't have a clue what it was going to be. And now there's like a thousand of us in discord and there's about, I don't know, I guess there's probably been about three, 400 people on this call, like this, this show over the duration. And I guess a whole lot more will listen to it over the next 24 hours and a bunch of them will mint the work and then a bunch will, you know, and, and for me, that's like, that's the power of blockchain. And I, for, and I also believe that art is the enabler of blockchain. Like, I know it's not from a tech point of view, I'm not being stupid, but I, I just think like without art, this space doesn't exist. And so uh, for me, seeing more art means this space is picking up pace and that's what needs to happen. I want more people to join us. Um, I want it to be really, really exciting and we need more art to do that. So I think it's a great, great thing. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen.
appreciate that. No worries, no worries, no worries. Well, guys, look, that's nine o'clock, and I do really like to be on time. Uh, I'll do a little tease for next week also. Uh, next week's artist is Pablo Stanley of uh, Humankind and Roboto's fame. He will be joining me same time next week. Um, so that is another great guest to have on. I'm really, really looking forward to speaking to Pablo. Um, and, uh, yeah, I also have another little sneaky little announcement next week as well, which will make the show um, also very, very exciting. <laughs> so, um, Ian, Eli, mm. Igor, Cychrome, <laughs> thank you so much for coming up and joining us tonight. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I'll be in touch with you in the next few days anyway. We've got lots and lots of things to organize, but um, I am so, so um, pleased that it was you that came up first. I think it's uh, a real honor for me to have had someone, um, one, local, two, whom I really love your work, and uh, three, just to be so kind of open and honest about your process and what you're doing in the space. And um, I'm sure everyone else is also very, very grateful. So thank you so much. Well, yeah, thanks a lot for having me, man. Um, yeah, it's been an honor for me too to be your first guest. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. I really appreciate what you've done for me and what you're doing for like other artists, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, as an artist, we need help and support. So, um, so yeah, big, big respect to you, mate. And yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks Thank for, you so much. Thanks to everyone for uh, tuning in. This is Audio Galleries, Conversations, Connecting Collectors and Art Enthusiasts with